And good evening. I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Healthy with Rick Dancer. That's our Tuesday show sponsored by Chris Dental Family Dentistry and where everyone is welcome. You don't have to be vaccinated. You, you just have to come in and get your dental work done. He wants to make sure everybody's getting their dental work done. And our main sponsor of this show tonight is Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. Uh, they have an, an operation in Springfield. They have one in uh, West 11th and one at Oakway. And they sponsor our show tonight. And we have something super fun for you. But let me right off the bat, just get a couple of things out of the way um, so you can know who our sponsors are. And then we're going to get to our interview, who's uh, I think you're going to have a hell of a fun time with this one. Answer here. Before the fall rush sets in, now is the time to get in to see the dentist. Oregon's best dentist and still my dentist is Dr. Michael Bratlin at Chris Dental in Eugene. Dr. Bratlin and his staff are second to none. You have a tooth you need crowned? Give them a call and they'll get you in ASAP. Remember, at Chris Dental, everyone is welcome, vaccinated or not. What helps you get more than a workout? You get results-driven fitness and nutrition help no matter where you're starting in your health journey. You get luxury club benefits like a heated pool, hot tub, sauna, steam room, and wellness centers. You get academy-level group training classes like HIT, boxing, TRX, and barbell strength. And your kids get childcare centered around movement with activity and a purpose. You get three convenient locations with one membership. All the amenities of a luxury health club with the membership prices of a neighborhood gem. Elements Health Clubs, we are more than a workout. And you guys don't know how much you're missing. I mean, how much I'm missing that pool. Um, we have a pool at our gym here in Helena, but it's inside. And when it's 90 degrees out, all I think about is, oh, man. Remember when I used to swim in the Elements Health Club swimming pool outside and get a tan and vitamin D while I was swimming? So there are things about Oregon that are much better than Montana. So um, that that's and that is one of them, definitely. OK, so tonight I'm so excited because I was flipping around online on Facebook and looking at people's stuff. And, and I don't know how, um, but this guy, you know, what, honestly, what it was that I saw this fucking beard. <laughs> Taylor Spike has the coolest beard. It's like every beard you'd want to have. I mean, it like you could take that thing and you'll see, you could take it and wrap it around. I mean, you could, you could make a person out of it. Um, and I saw the beard and I'm going, who is this guy? Then I see pictures of him running like an ultra marathon. And it's, you know, it's like, it's just with this beard, it just doesn't fit. It didn't, you know, I was going, what? That, that doesn't look like an ultra marathoner to me. You know, I mean, he's, he's cut. It's just this beard thing was just throwing me because it's all my prejudice about beards. And even though I love my beard um, and I'm thinking, and then I uh, got a hold of him and I said, you know what, Taylor, you got to come on my show. So here he is. Look at that beard. That is an epic, epic beard. Plus you got some of the old color, but you got the good color like mine right there too. Yeah. It's aging well. Hey, so Taylor, thanks for joining us. Thanks for taking the time to be with us and stuff tonight. Um, so ultra marathon, what, what, oh, we have a question tonight too. What we do every Tuesday is we give away a one month membership to whoever guesses first the answer right to the question. And if you're a member of the gyms, you get a month without having to pay. So it's the first one who gets it. If it doesn't happen during the show, I go back and look and I'll find somebody, but here's our question tonight. It is a two-parter kind of, so it goes like this. Uh, what is the oldest 100-mile foot race in the United States? And for extra credit, what year did it start? If you answer either one of those correctly, 
you'll win that membership. So I'm going to leave that up there for you. But Taylor, so how did you get into ultra marathoning? Um, actually, it was a, I realized that my 60 year old father was fitter than I was. Uh, and he had uh, tried to get me to do uh, an 8K. Uh, and at the time, I honestly, probably, I didn't even know how far AK was. I just knew that my dad wasn't going to beat me in a foot race. And it it just it just grew. I, I have a whole history of addiction and that's it just fit the bill. Um, it was you one of those. A, a history of addiction. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, bad choices growing up, uh, you know, drinking. Um, I had a, your drinking was the easiest one, you know, as a kid, you know, it's an easy way to fit in and uh, realized really young. It was an easy way to outdo everybody. Um, and then eventually, uh, I ended up having a back surgery. So then it was the opiates, the drinking, it was all those, all those things and me lacking the tools to, to handle that. Right. So running helped me kind of shed those things and, and move through life a little bit easier than, uh, than I was moving. But when did you start doing, doing the, the ultra marathon? Just running, um, start running. Yeah, probably what 15, 15 years ago, about, about that. Yeah, maybe a little bit less. Um, I think thirteen years ago, I did my first hundred mile. That was my that was my longest time. I think that was about thirteen years ago. I did that. That was a hundred mile foot race in Utah that I had done. So, what did you? How did that get you off the the drugs and the alcohol? Um, well, one was is that I knew if I was doing that, I couldn't be doing the other. Um, I would use it as a vice. You know, we'd all go for runs and hang out and have beers afterwards. But I, my my drinking, what I wanted to do with the, with that was different than than just the social thing. Um, I wanted to drink to get drunk. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted to forget my worries. Right. So uh, that being able to um, run, you know, I, I couldn't do those things together. Um, and then the running just kind of I just fed I fed into that for for years and. It took a little while to realize that I had a bigger problem. You know, I traded one addiction for another. I, I spent a lot of time away from the family in the mountains running and uh, and then that wore on me. But then it was, you know, there's realization. I remember our oldest son looking at me uh, after a foot race uh, in Ashland and I would put, uh, you know, a few beers down and it was a 50 mile foot race. I mean, I was exhausted. I was dehydrated. We're high in the mountains and here I'm drinking beer and I look across the table and our oldest son's looking at me and just shakes his head. And it was that that was one of those moments that you're like, what am I doing? Uh, you know, I'm I'm making it OK that I ran this distance. I'm drinking this beer and I've cho- made these choices, but I, I wasn't being a good dad. I wasn't being a good parent. Um, and that was kind of that was the probably the biggest shift of it. But I could use running and everybody was OK with me running. <laughs> so that's I just kept feeding into that. Then it was 100 miles, 200 miles. And, you know, I've, I've done a lot of foot races now uh, over the years, but. You know, it, it's okay to do. I have balance there. I have balance in my life. It's good for the family. We all accept it. It's a, I don't overdo it. I don't run every single day um, and we enjoy it. So it's, it's been good. So how do you do a 200? I mean, I can't even, you know, I go like tomorrow's my run day and I'm going to go do probably nine, 10 miles or something. And I can't even imagine how do you just keep going like that? Well, <laughs> everything after 10 is far. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't, I don't discredit 10 miles or anything over that, that's, it just turns into management and what you're doing. Uh, you know, it's taking care of your feet and your body and being conditioned enough to do it. Um, and, and just taking care of yourself. I mean, there's, it's, there's a lot of rest involved with it and doing the right exercises. You just, you could 
some people will get away with mustering out a lot of miles and training for an ultra marathon and they usually get about a three to five year life out of everything it hurt and then there's no uh, there's no coming back from a lot of those injuries um, but the people that have been doing it a long time have been doing it a long time but it's hard to do so is it is, well god yeah i mean a hundred miles and that's straight too right i mean you're not stopping yeah, no, that's that's straight. I, I yeah, no, that's yeah. And the goal is always, you know, the big goal is to go under twenty four hours. So to be able to do a hundred miles in a day, that's 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 the goal. Some races that's really not reachable, but um, that's the idea. Is that's what guys want to, you know, people want to do. So how fast are you running when you're doing that? Um, well, I think it's like a fourteen. It's just under a fifteen minute mile if you never stopped. But, you know, you're, you're through the mountains, you know, you might do 20,000 feet of elevation gain with equal descent and there's aid stations, you know, every maybe like five to 12 miles. Um, so if you're stopping at those aid stations and regrouping, you know, maybe during the race, you're doing a nine or 10 minute mile uh, because of the time you lose when you sit at the aid stations and change your shoes or change your shorts or grab something different. Um, but yeah, that's, yeah. So did that, did, 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 did you running, did that kind of save you? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was, yeah. I've told a friend before that, you know, there's a lot of, uh, in life, a lot of people want to make sure that you're happy, right. That nobody's really going to do anything as long as you're happy. And that was the one thing I realized running is that I, I didn't care if I was happy or not. I could beat myself up and I could get positive feedback from it. And I could, but if I took care of myself, I could grow with it, right? And I could go out and if I'm having a hard day and I feel sorry for myself, I can go for a hard run and, and not feel sorry for myself, right? It's a good perspective shift for me. I needed that in my life desperately did, at the time. Did you lose a lot of weight after becoming a runner? Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was a couple hundred pounds. I mean, I was 200 pounds, maybe, probably over at one point. Um, you know, I was a 16-pack of Keystone Light at night. It was Domino's Pizza and... Uh, watching football and sitting on the couch. Not that there's anything wrong with any of that, but I wasn't good at, well, I was too good at those things maybe. <laughs> so right. um, yeah, it was just, yeah, I got heavy um, and I, and I hurt and my back hurt, my body hurt. And I, and I knew I needed to make a change. So that's when I took in the running and then through progression of wanting to be a better human wanting to be a better runner, I, I quit drinking and quit the other stuff and, and focus more on myself and, and my family. So what do you weigh now? Uh, I think I'm probably 170 right under. I was probably a little over 200 of my heaviest. I was down to 135 at my lightest. Um, and then over the years, I've actually, I keep putting on muscle. Uh, I don't, I'm just, I'm taking care of myself better. Um, and I think last year I was probably 160, 162. And I've been about 170 this year. So. And you're how tall? Uh, five, nine, five, ten. So did you, I, now I didn't know I told you today. But I didn't know when I first was looking at you and I started looking on your on your family and I'm going, oh, my God, he's Cam Haynes' brother. Yeah. Because he's family. also addicted to running, <laughs> yeah. um, you know. And so now how come the different names? Is, is Spike? Is, is Same Spike, mom. Same mom, different dads. Because you guys do look like when you had your hat off and some yeah. of the pictures when you're with them, you do kind of look like him. But he's, you know, he he's crazy like you. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's good at it. He enjoys it. And he, he probed me along uh, very well through the years and we've done a lot of big journeys together in the mountains. It's, it's been a lot of fun. Did he start before you or did you start? Before yeah. Him? Yeah. He started the, 
the first year I really tried to wanted to get into running and going far. Um, I was racing motocross and we were doing like hundred mile endurance races on motorcycles. And Cam had said, Hey, they're doing this hundred mile foot race. It's called Western States. And I'm like, why would anybody ever run that far? But I had been running just to kind of be in shape, you know, a couple miles here and there. And, uh, so it also that kind of sparked it. So my original plan was to pace him at Western States 100 when he did it, I believe in 2010, I think it was. Uh, and I ended up having back surgery just a, uh, a few weeks before that. So I never made the trip. But. So what do you think the secret is to running? So you said 10 and over is all hard. When I, I ran a half marathon once and, um, and what I, I did, cause I usually ran nine to 10 miles. So what I did in my head, it's a head game. As I just said, at three miles, this is when I start because that yeah, would be my regular 10. Yeah. So the first three miles were not really running. And yeah. after that, I was actually doing my run. And and it did make it better. But yeah. I my first thought was that the marathoners were doing that again. And I went, good God. <laughs> yeah, I, I've always broken it down by hours and I count a lot. Um, and I'll count steps for whatever reason, there's a, something there, but for me, I do it by hours. I got to do this for another hour. Sometimes it's 50 hours, but I, you know, I just, for whatever reason, I can break down an hour pretty easily. Um, it's probably really similar to your, the time you're, you know, maybe what you're running. Um, I think there's an attention thing there for most people probably. But it does, there's something about it. I don't get the, I don't get the euphoria people talk about, but, but when I'm running, I feel like I'm just it's just me. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I don't know why that is, you know, maybe, you know, I, cause I think I probably have an addictive personality too. And you just find the addiction that you can do that isn't going to take you down the wrong road. Yep. 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 I, I also have been reading your page and stuff and you write really deep stuff. Do you think that you, were you always like that and just couldn't get it out or. Well, I, I don't know that anybody's ever said that. <laughs> so, um, no, I, I guess I, um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I just write, I, I delete a lot of stuff and I have probably hundreds of pictures and messages that I've never done anything with. And I've always been terrified they'll get <laughs> go on because I delete so much. Cause I think I sound like an idiot. <laughs> so no, it's funny no, that you no. said that. So no, that, Taylor, you should not be deleting anything. Cause I, I mean, I've been reading your page and you think about you think about i mean because you do think a oh, lot yeah 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 and i think people would be really interested in that because i find and then the people that aren't you just ignore them yeah but i mean but, but because of what you've been through in your life um you have a perspective that a lot of people could relate to in different ways yeah and i don't know how you can't think what you're writing is not deep um that's it I read like five of them and it's super deep. I mean, you're like a, you're like a real thinker. I enjoy it. I'm, I'm like that too. I, I think to the point where I think people just think I'm crazy. Um, yeah. or who thinks about stuff that much. Oh yeah. My kids, they, they warn people. If you don't, you don't want to ask me a question. <laughs> yeah. We'll go down a rabbit hole with it. Right. So yeah, that's funny. Yep. So, so what makes you happy? Um, being able to take advantage of a day um, that that's, you know, just to be able to end a day and know that I did my very best to take advantage of the time that I was given. Um, you know, we lost, we lost a son uh, a few years ago and that just, that was super humbling. Um, 
for, you know, we, we all wake up with a hundred, a million excuses in our life. I mean, uh, you know, we, we wake up with a, a book of them if we want to use them. Um, but I don't ever really think any of them are good enough. Right. I mean, uh, you know, I could use an excuse. I had a job for 20 years. I lost, um, lost a son. I've been through a divorce, you know, you lose your grandparents. I mean, we all have these very similar excuses through life. Right. And, and those have all helped me move on to the next point, right. To, to better myself and to do better rather than using those as an excuse. And I, right. yeah, that's. Now, how did you lose your son? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, he was in a car accident. Oh no. Yeah, he was in a car accident. What's that? How old was he? 21. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. What was his name? Donovan. Yeah. Donovan. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Does that just change everything in your perspective? I mean, I have two boys and I can't, I, does that just change your perspective and how, in what way? Well, a lot, <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of different ways that changes things. Um, you know, one thing that I realized it was probably, probably the easiest to wrap my mind around, but the hardest to accept was that nobody knows, nobody knows and nobody cares. I mean, it's, everybody goes through their life in their own circle in their own bubble and they're worried about their own stuff. I mean, yeah, if you stop someone and you connect with them, you have a conversation the, the, there's people who are absolutely genuine and they, and they care, but you know, you go to the gas station that, you know, and here we are, you know, we're broken. Our family's broken. He's laughing and joking. They, they don't know, you know, no, not everybody knows your situation. And so that, that was something that just kind of helped me realize is the situations I'd put myself in at work um, or around others is that, um, you know, I, we can do better. Um, and how yeah. so? How so? Like, what would you like? Do, do we do it? Do we really not care that much? I mean, do you know when people say stuff? I've had somebody say to me, like when they go, um, so how are you today? Can I pause? So do you really want to know how I am today? Or do you want me to say fine? Or do you want me to, I have a girl um, that I'm interviewing tomorrow night. I interviewed 12 years ago after okay. she and her boyfriend were in a car accident and he died. Okay. And she had skipped school and he had taken her. And that's when they, so she, she has this, I have this whole interview of her back in the day. Okay. And she said, you know, people come up and say, you know, it's been eight months. Are you doing better? And she says, and I just tell them, yes, but I'm, but I'm not doing better. And, and they don't understand how come you just can't get past that. Um, and, and, and you and I can sit here and go, well, how do you get, and, and do you, do you, do you want to, I don't know. I mean, did you know what I mean? How long ago did that happen? Uh, was that six years ago? Oh my gosh. Has it been that long? Um, this uh, 2016, two days before, two days before Christmas. Um, so yeah, not, good at math at the moment but yeah it feels like five or six years ago so yeah there's is there, there's a part of you then that wants to get through it but is there kind of a part of you that doesn't that you don't want to forget oh yeah i think that's probably the hardest is that especially for my wife is it she always been concerned that people have forgotten right but it, i think it's it's more that people don't want to bring it up or they don't know how to bring it up um people don't forget um i think just people get awkward and they have a hard time bringing it up or what to talk about right and, uh, we haven't forgotten. We have a, a urine and we have a place here next to the table that has his ashes on it. And we do ashes on mountaintops quite a bit. Um, we'll take them and pack them up somewhere and do throw them up. There's quite a few pictures, I think, on the page of that. And to you know, try to get him as close to heaven as we can. You know, he never did those things. And we were in a different part, point of our lives as parents that we weren't able to do those things. So now it's what we try to do. 
Um, you think he? Do you think he'd be surprised by what 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 you do? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd think we were idiots. He would. He would <laughs> definitely think it was, yeah, not smarter. He would be intrigued. I know that he would be, but he would, you know, he's just he grew up in a different time. <laughs> so is that kind of interesting for you, Taylor, to have? You kind of have two separate worlds that have happened. And, oh yeah. And it do on the old world um, that includes your son and that kind of thing. Is there ever in your heady talking, you know, like those two worlds are part of you, but they're separate. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think, I think, I mean, you, you have a very similar story too, right? I think, and then there'll be a third part, you know, I'm sure. And, and who knows what that will entail. You know, our youngest is 13. We, I want to, I want to retire. I want to get in the van. I want to travel. I want to, I want to do more than I've done. And I've, I feel like I've done a lot, but I want to do more. Right. So, you know, I think that's going to be a whole nother chapter. And I think those are just part of the deal, you know, and that's as long as we're taking advantage of those opportunities and we're, we're plugging away and we're waking up breathing, we're, we're on the right track. I mean, I, what do yeah. you think, what do you think most people don't take, um, don't do that they should, they could do? Do you think that, you know, you get out of bed, get out of bed in the morning, get up at four o'clock, get up four at the latest four thirty, and get your day started. That's, I, I watch my kid who will sleep till noon if you let him. And, you know, he's 13. I get it. It's summer. But the amount of people that sleep in or hit snooze, is it's mind boggling to me the amount, the amount of day you're wasting. Um, I just, yeah, get up early. People need to get up early. Do you think that's from, comes from where you were, where you've been? Um, no, I think it's watching my dad and grandparents and brothers and everybody, you know, get up early for work, um, you know, and just, you know, they worked on the ranch or my dad worked construction. So they're always getting up early and <clears throat> I'd get up and they'd be gone about their day. Uh, and, and now I realize that if I'm not out the door getting on with my day at three or 4 a.m. on a Saturday, I'm going to miss a soccer game at 10 or I'm not going to make it to church on Sunday. You know, there's a there's a list of things that I want to get done and I got to get up early to do that. And the easiest excuse would be I didn't have time because I slept. That's so, not a very good one. <laughs> so are you a God fearing man? Oh, yeah. 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 I I'm not I'm not good at it by any means, but no, absolutely. Um, yeah, what do you absolutely. mean? You're not good at it. Good at what? Oh, I. Um, what do you think? Going to church, you, think? Play, you know, doing that. My yeah, my thirteen-year-old probed us back into doing it, so it's been a lot of fun. So, what do you? Um, what do you ask God? Oh, geez, that's a that's a fine question. I don't know. I don't know how to. I, don't know I, how started, to I started. I started. I don't know if you read. I recently wrote a blog, and I started. Um, I read a, a Jewish rabbi um, okay. book he wrote about marriage, but actually the book is like so much about life. And he says that you should pray about every single thing in your day. And see, and I'm always like, cause I don't go to, a, I'm not an institutional guy. I can't do that. It's, it just doesn't work for me. So I don't do that. But I, I, I really hate the idea, like, you know, when you get people that go, oh, I, I prayed that my desk would be here. And it was. And I'm like, you know, and so I've always kind of been nauseated by that. But this guy says this made sense to me. And I know you'll get this. God, if I still lived in Oregon, you and I'd go, well, we can't have a beer because you don't drink beer. But we'd go out and have coffee. Yeah. Um, but he said, 
Um, the reason you do, he goes, you pray about everything that's going on. So this morning before I, I was just, I wake up and I can't go back to sleep, but I don't want to get up out of bed right away. So I'm laying there and I like you, you're, you're whoever comes to my mind. And I just said, Hey, help, you know, help Taylor and, and, uh, see what this story is and what it's going to be and all that. Now I know more specifics. I know more, you know, what to do, but it's like, and, but his reasoning was the reason you do it, he said, is because then when something good happens from that, I'm like, okay, so I prayed that this would be a good show and this is an awesome show. So if I hadn't prayed, then I'd think, you know, Rick, you are a skilled interviewer. <laughs> Look what you did. That was a great interview. And instead, now I know because I said, please do this, that it, I have to give that to him. See what I mean? So it's like this thing where it's really you're starting your morning unloading everything out there and going, okay, yeah. Okay, what are you, what are you going to do with all that? And, yeah. and ones and so I'm kind of like, a, like, a, like your 13 year old with, with his dad, you're waiting to see what, what's dad going to do? What, what's yeah. he going to bring to fruition? So, yeah, we all need a little direction. So what do you, so back to my question. So what do you, um, what is your feeling about God? Um, you know, yeah, pro, you know, I, I guess, that would probably be the time. I know in the morning is always my thing, getting ready for my day because I get up so early. The company I've always worked for has always been on the East Coast. So that's another reason I get up early. But that's always like my my time that I'll take to kind of uh, you know collect my thoughts. And, and I guess that I, I, I probably ask that the day just goes as smooth as possible, even though that I know there's just going to be a pile of challenges. I mean, I, uh, yeah, life is full of obstacles. And, um, and, and in my job, making long drives or running a roadblocks and uh, not be successful is hard. And, and that's just part of the deal. Um, just like everything else. So I just, I pray that, you know, the, the day goes smooth and everything goes as planned. Um, so you, knows, but. <laughs> no, welcome to my world. Uh, do, you think, do you think running is kind of, um, well, not only therapy, um, but also like your church time? Yeah. Yeah. And it's the only time that I feel like I'm really super in control. It's like, you know, when I'm out doing that, nobody's going to interrupt it. I'm doing my own thing. Um, I can stop. I can walk. I can lay down. I can, I can do whatever I want. And nobody's going to judge me. Nobody's going to question it. Um, and that's, you know, that's the hour of my day that I get to do that. Um, yeah. So very much. That's, yeah. So I, I, I really strongly recommend you start writing more of your stuff and saving it. Because I, I'll, even if it's just, I'll read it. I mean, I'm as you know, I'm always looking for something to think about the day, and it seems like you have a gift to do that. You should be writing that stuff down, especially yeah. with mountains and stuff. Don't you think when you like when you're on the top of this mountain here? I mean, don't you think? Okay, hold on, I'm gonna roll this. I mean, don't you feel closer to God when you're like that? Oh yeah, this is a good one. This was this is literally right outside of Bozeman, Montana. Where's there's the M on the hill out of Bozeman? Yeah, this is a, this is a ridge above that. I was supposed to meet my brother at 11 and I told him, hey, hey, I said, I'm going to just do this quick run because I looked it was 10 miles, but I didn't pay attention. I did 5000 feet of climbing. So that was I, I was up there and I was at that moment. I was so there's another picture I had taken that shows a long path rolling down. And uh, I was like, if I ever move somewhere, it would be here. That was a good one. That was, I really enjoyed those. Well, when you start looking, ask me though, because you, you got to come further or west. Um, we're near Helena. And when Kathy and I went on a hike, a you know, run, yeah. we ran, and it was like, like you're up on these mountains and then you come down and you're in a 
huge uh, meadow. Like Julie Andrews is next to you singing the yeah. hills live as she's running by, you know. I had, amazing. Yeah, I had no idea that Montana, we had driven through before leaving Canada, but I never spent that much time there. And uh, Missoula, Bozeman, those those were great little towns. I really enjoyed all, all of it. It was it's beautiful. It's but the rule here is you have to tell people, eh, you, you don't want to come to Montana. Yeah, I, you no. know, I got, I told my friends, Utah, we have some spots in Utah we really enjoy. And I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Montana's nice. <laughs> I'll tell you what, what's funny is they're filming in Helena right now. They're filming um, uh, part of the, 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 the show, um, you know. Um, Yellowstone, Yellowstone yeah. and they're doing, I think it's tomorrow actually, but they're shooting some stuff down there. So we're at the Winco or something. And this guy who looks like Joe Hollywood um, is walking around and he had seen us at another store beforehand. He goes, Hey, did you buy those cowboy boots? And I said, yeah, I did. And then he starts talking. He goes, he goes, how long have you been here? I said, he said, Oh, just a few months. And he goes, Oh, are you here for the show? And I'm like, well, yeah, I do a show and he yeah. goes, the show. And I go, what? He goes, the show. So he's like the art director or something of the show. And I thought, you know, if you go around Montana talking about the show, you're going to be the least popular guy. Cause here you don't even mention that you would watch Yellowstone because people are so sick of people coming here and going, I'm going to move here and buy a cowboy hat. And I'm now I'm now I'm Yellowstone, you know? <laughs> no. Yep. We, we heard, we heard that when we were in Paulson, actually, uh, there was a, we were, we were on a, on Flathead Lake. Uh, is where we were at. There was a home there. We were beautiful, beautiful area. Yeah, it was really nice. But he said the same thing. He owned property in Hamilton and made a comment like that. So that's yeah, they were just filming. Most of it's being filmed over in Hamilton like that. Okay. So. Okay. So when is your next run? Uh, Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. I decided uh, over the weekend that I was going to do a, a, a fifty-mile race up at Mount St. Helens uh, this Saturday. So have you been there lately? Yeah, have you been there? Oh yeah. Yeah. We go up there every year. Yeah. Okay. We, we just, I had, I, I mean, I went there when I was a news reporter, like when I was a kid news yeah. reporter, in college and then I'd never been back. And then I, like a year or two ago, Kathy and I shot some video for a awesome. about that. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, we do the loop. You do, can do the loop around it. Um, and I always tell friends, it's like the only place you're going to go that you can actually watch a volcano still falling apart. There's a part on the uh, where the, the, the it's draining out, and it's always some type of avalanche or dust debris, and it's just it's just cool. It's a volcano. It just recently erupted. You know, it's just a neat and it's a beautiful area. Everything's coming up so so nicely. It's it's well, awesome. it's also it's what's really cool is the story we were doing is really cool about it is you see the devastation where that that that, that earth just blew the hell up. Oh yeah. And then all around it, it's grown, grown back and you've got, you know, 50 years of trees. Yep. And I think people think they don't understand how, um, nature, um, except they did the story we were doing actually was nature really didn't restore much of it. The places where the timber companies came in and did their thing. It was amazing. I mean, like lots of trees they were, we were showing the difference when you just let it sit there. Yep. It didn't come back very fast, but the other ones, you, you would come there and go, oh, what a beautiful forest, you know, and it was all, all maybe forest management done right, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like what we live with. Taylor, thank you so much for um, yeah. coming on and doing this. I'm going to pay attention to your page, and I, I I really encourage you to put more of your the stuff down here because you have a valuable. I'll do that. I'll do that.
that people could do. And keep watching and, and let me know how you do on the race. I guess okay. when something like that, it's to finish. I don't know how. Do you, do you go for time or something? Or um, I I like to be the like one of the faster old guys. I'm in a master's group and I like to do good in it and I'm competitive. So I, I like to do well, but I want to finish. I just want to finish. Yeah. <laughs> so. How old How old are you? Uh, I'll be 45 in January. Masters. Yeah. I, I'd, Child. Be, I'd be in the uh, Noah's art group. <laughs> uh, my dad's uh, my dad's 74 and he was in Berlin doing the Berlin hundred this last week. So uh, it's, it really is a family thing with you guys, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yep. It runs, it runs in the house. All right. Taylor Spike, thank you for joining us. I really appreciate the conversation. And um, hello, he's not old. I know Liz, he's like, he's a puppy. <laughs> <laughs> he could literally almost be my kid. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Taylor, thank you for being with us, man. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks you. Have a good day. See you later, man. That's Taylor Spike, uh, Springfield, Oregon. Uh, you guys have a couple of ultra marathon runners here that you probably didn't even know about. Um, now, Sarah says when you're working out your muscles really hard from elements, there's some stuff you need to do. And here, here you go. Uh oh. Well, that's not right. Huh. Come on, where is it? Well, the microphone didn't work. That's just crazy. Boy, that's irritating. You know what? I'm going to try doing something while I'm airing something else. I can. I think I can bring it back up for you. Um, so I told you tomorrow we're going to have Callie Botifer on, on the show. Um, this is an interview I did 12 years ago, and I cannot wait to show this to her and you to see. Um, tomorrow I'm going to take chunks of the interview air a chunk, a little, you know, like a two minute section, and then she'll be able to answer the questions, what she was saying about her life back then and now. What do you want to do with your life? What do you, what's your plan? Or do you even have a plan? I have a plan. Um, I want to go to school and become a paramedic or a nurse, but I think it'd also be worth it knowing I can save a life. Because if I save a life, then maybe Brandon will be proud of me. Because I feel like I'm not just living for me now. I'm living for Brandon and me. So That's pretty cool, huh? And then I wanted to hear one more thing for you. Last night we had um, some folks on our show talking about catfishing. And someone had been using my picture and this woman had almost fallen for it. She had fallen for it. She didn't give him any money. But we've had a huge response. If you want to see the entire interview, go to rickdancer.com and you'll find it on our website. But here's an excerpt from that. You've been verified. Let's do Spokio. We, for two days, we were consumed by this of trying to catch this guy. Um, and nothing came back on your pictures, which was so interesting. Like you yeah. did not pop up at all on Google which we huh. were so bummed. Yeah, I thought we were going to like really find it right away with the pictures. But that's not even how we found out it was you. Because um, you wanted it to be true? I want, yes. Number one, I wanted it to be true. And I hadn't had a date in four years. I was in two long-term relationships, one with my children's father, and then one with someone else for 16 years that wow. I thought was my soulmate, my forever. And it just, it ended horribly. So, um, so I was coming off of that. 
And then through all that, my parents had passed away. I mean, it just, it was very difficult. It was very difficult. It's a very difficult time. At first, it consumed my mind for an entire day. I dreamed about him the night before the, the catfish website came through. I've my never sister dreamed, ended up finding this. I've never dreamed you. about anyone that I know. And I dreamed about him, that he was with me. Um, and then at four o'clock in the morning, my phone went off and I, and I, it woke me up cause I wasn't sleeping well anyway. And, um, the catfish website came through. So then I knew. So my sister, I do want to give a really good shout out to socialcatfish.com Cause that's how we found you. Um, my sister did a really deep Reddit hole and ended up finding like stories that sounded really similar to my mom's and people were like yeah go on socialcatfish.com you should be able to you know really nail this person down so she put in some of your pictures and a ton of site like a site about something with you um in this lake there was an article that came out with you and then that was that article i sent you on instagram about like the civil engineer that was about you um, and then we ended up finding that the person was using Rick Dancer's photos. So I was like, oh, I'm just going to Google Rick Dancer. And you popped up on everything. So I was <laughs> like, okay, finally, we found the actual person in the pictures. Um, and then that was really like the nail on the coffin, you know. He started this rhetoric with a lot of, um, you know, I'm so glad I found you. I'm falling for you. Um, don't break my heart. It's been broken before. I wish I would have put his picture on before I reached out to him. But anyway, um, I think that's so, a good, I think that's a good first step. Put their picture in that website. Right. Put it in the catfish website. What's it mm -hmm. called? Socialcatfish.com. And that's some great advice. <clears throat> so anybody you're talking to on any of those dating sites, take the picture and go to social, uh, catfishing.com and they can check that out. They'll, you'll find out what, if it's there or not. Um, again, I can't get the video of Sarah to come up, um, but she uh, said if anybody, in fact, I'll put her website up there. If you're looking for help, any kind of nutritional help or any kind of exercise help, email her. Just there's Sarah S. Keepers at pnwcv.com and she can get you hooked up with somebody or she can help you um, get somebody to help you through there. Oh, here, Nancy just put this up. Thank you, Nancy. And the other website is www.socialcatfish.com. Um, that is the place you go uh, to find out if somebody is real who you're talking to. Okay, so tomorrow night we will have Callie um, on the show tomorrow. And I can't wait till then Thursday we have Bill London back. We have uh, Bait and Tackle Rob from Charleston, Oregon talking to us. And Kim Stark will be here with us with a little surprise. Share this on your page. Again, our show is sponsored by Elements Health Clubs of Lane County. Three locations, Springfield, Eugene at West 11th, and Eugene at Oakway. Um, we dearly miss our gym. <laughs> and so you got to go over there and try it. It's a family. It's not just a place to work out. And also Chris Daniel Family Dentistry. If you're looking to make an appointment in the fall, you should make it now because they're booking up in September and October. It'd be great to get in there in August when you can get your work done. All right. I hope you enjoyed that conversation um, with Taylor. I sure did. Um, you learn a lot about people when you just have a conversation. Have a good night. See you later.